0: It's show baby. show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Iceman Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the best barbecue in the city. It's Midwest Best. I meant to hit this. Not checked out Midwest Best Barbecue, you are missing out. If you're out and about on Saturday, check us out. We're gonna be doing a live show right there at Midwest Best so, Saturday, two o'clock. We'll be giving away four Cyclones tickets versus the Walleye. You can win four tickets Marvel's hat, Marvel hoodie, because it's Marvel night. Uh, the way to get this is enter on ZTV online, subscribe to my channel because I will be giving it away live on the show. Now, you don't have to be at Break Brewery to win the uh. The, the tickets or the hat or a hoodie, but it helps. It's fun. And you can come and eat and enjoy delicious chicken wings at Midwest Best. So make sure you guys, first of all, sign up on ZTV online and then so uh, subscribe to my channel on YouTube or on ZTV or wherever I am live streaming at. I'd appreciate it. Speaking of live stream, what's going on? Make sure you hit the like, and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I am live streaming on uh, ZTV online. YouTube, I got 2,493 subscribers. Facebook, 3,361. Twitter X, 3,689. Rumble. And if you're listening on the podcast, I appreciate it. You can check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Stitcher Play. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, I am. Actually, I just got a text from Corey Dill. trying to find out if, uh, if, uh. William Anderson got in the Hall of Fame yet, and I haven't heard anything yet, so I'm kind of curious about that. Waiting on Mike Petraglia to get into the waiting room because he said he would jump on the show today, and he's not in there yet. So maybe he's got something going on. Maybe he'll be uh, in soon. If not, it could be you and me, and we could talk uh, Bengals offseason moves. Oh, yeah. First of all, if you guys want to actually donate to the show, right there, you go to that link. Uh, It's on uh, ZTV online. Go there, and you can help support my show. I would greatly appreciate it. Let me get to the first question here. Uh, We got Brad here. He says, maybe it's time for Zach to make some changes anyway. If the coaches are in the same position for a long period of time, their game can become stale. Change could be good, which we actually might have that because Brian Callahan has another interview today. Uh, I think that's his fourth one. Uh, So we'll see what happens. And everything I saw on Twitter, too, is a pitcher. Uh, might be getting it in the interview too. So I don't want to lose both of them. That's my my thing. If if Callahan leaves and goes becomes a head coach somewhere, I'm hoping pitcher becomes excuse me, the offensive or the offensive coordinator. Uh those are things that like things are going to change even if we don't even if Zach doesn't change it himself. You know, so offensive line coordinator looks like it could change because I if Callahan doesn't get it this year, I don't know if he's going to. Because and people are like, well, the offense was so up and down this year. He's going to get it for what a great job he did of getting Jake Browning ready to play and making Jake Browning a very, very good quarterback. That's why Callahan is getting these interviews. That's why this uh, coaching staff is is so uh, respected. Because let's let's be honest here, <laughs> I no, Chiefs fans drive me nuts. I've been saying I kind of put something out there, which I I, I got it from as. Uh, Cincinnati, they they put it out first, and I just uh, copied the information. Well, I made it my own, but I got the information from them. But um, which I think I do this. But uh, Joe Burrow is five one versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and of course I put that out there. And everybody's like, "Oh, have fun sitting on the couch." I'm like, "Well, just be lucky we're not in the playoffs." Because look, it's like Bam Bam said on the show Tuesday. I think with Joe Burrow, we could have beaten anybody that played last weekend. I think we could beat anybody that plays this weekend. You know, and that includes the Ravens. Now, don't get me wrong. The Ravens are playing very well. And there's a very good chance that I'm going to hate the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's a very good chance it's going to be the Ravens and the Sucky Niners. And I'd absolutely hate that. Uh, I had to deal with that uh, about 10 years ago when uh, Joe Flacco went on his run. And uh, they ended up winning the whole thing. I was hoping they both lose. It could happen again this year. Uh, but I'm hey I'm I'm cool with a, a Detroit Houston Super Bowl that would, that would be cool with me. All right, let's see here. Let's get some more questions here or comments here. Michael says uh, beef up the D line. I agree with that. And me, it's 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 up the middle because we don't know one if they're going to recite DJ Reader. Two, how quickly he will. Uh, be back, you know, uh, from, from his injury. I have not heard a timetable yet. Josh Tupo is a free agent. Zach Carter is what he is. Uh, we still have not replaced Larry O. And that's been one of the biggest things for me since Larry Ogunjobi left, that we have not really replaced him. So that's one that I think they need. There's two things. They need to, to not necessarily replace DJ, but they are going to have that – somebody eventually to replace him i don't think zach Carter is is the the guy and like i said we have not had anybody replace larry Ogan and that that helps larry that helps, uh dj reader out and bj hill all right he is made it he is in the the winning room i am so happy he is one of my favorite guys i knew he'd show up i knew he would. i knew i boy going to try to show up but let's get the tracks what's going on tracks how you doing brother
1: man, how are you? I hope you can hear me a-okay.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You're you're coming in loud and clear. We're just doing a little discussion of the uh Bengals offseason moves. And yep. I think Callahan is on his, I think, fourth uh interview. I heard Pitcher's got an interview somewhere. I my concern is I don't want to lose both of them. Um, if Callahan leaves, I think Pitcher steps up to become the OC. What are you hearing?
1: Well, I you know, the, the one concern I would have is that. Callahan leaves and takes picture with him. I've said that too. Yeah, and you know that is the one thing that I think the Bengals—that's the worst case scenario for the Bengals. I think, and then you're, you know, it's going to be up to Zach Taylor uh, to dip into his vast network of contacts around the NFL, and they're pretty extensive at this point. Right, he's entering his sixth season uh, as head coach uh, of the Bengals. He's got people around the NFL and and the Bengals and the offense will continue. They will move on in 2024 with or without you know, Brian Callahan and with or without Dan Pitcher. I think you know, if Brian Callahan gets the opportunity that I think certainly Zach Taylor believes he deserves at this point and right, that's right. proven he can handle, um, and I think the hope is that maybe they can squeeze out another year from Dan Picture, promote him uh, up to offensive coordinator, which uh, if the Bengals could do that, that would be something uh, that would certainly play a role, I think, in uh, whether or not Dan Picture would want to stay in the organization. Do you want to stay in an organization and get a promotion to full OC? Is right. Zach Taylor still doing the play calling? Or do you want to go somewhere else? Uh, where your opportunity may be uh, not only offensive coordinator, but also play calling, but you're not as familiar uh, with the quarterback situation, and the t- quarterback certainly may not be as talented as Joe Burrow.
0: That's Not many are. Not many are. <laughs>
1: and that's, yeah, and I, that's one thing I think Dan Picture has to consider uh, when he is interviewing uh, in these
0: positions. Another question we had that we're talking about, and I think this is a big concern, is beefing up the defensive line with the yes. with DJ Reader. Yep. We don't know, one, if he's coming back, when he's coming back. And i said this for, like, the last two years. We still have never really replaced Larry Ogunjobi. That's one that I think is has hurt DJ and BJ Hill, the, the absence of Larry O. Zach Carter really hasn't stepped up. That's I think that's the biggest concern as, as T. Higgins and, and Jonah Williams is that defensive line.
1: I don't think there's any question about that. And I think where the Bengals got beat up this year when they got manhandled was uh, in between the tackles, right? Uh, DJ Reader couldn't do it all. Uh, The Bengals were weak against the run. We all know that. I mean, Reader had still another terrific year uh, for the Bengals, uh, but he couldn't do it. He can't do it all. And the Bengals on the edge were not good against the run. Uh, The linebackers, I think it's been well-documented, did not have a great year in run fits. And that pr- presented some problems, especially against the Ravens and the Cleveland Browns early on. Uh, and you know, the other thing I would say that really factored into that, Iceman is the fact that uh, they weren't able to play complimentary football really, right. uh, with the exception of five games this year. And when they did, they were five and zero with Joe right. Burrow healthy, uh, being able to dictate the terms of the game. When they had to rely on the Bengals getting off the field and not having Joe Burrow. It was a different story, at least uh, early on. Certainly Jake Browning and the run game, when they uh, modified what they were as an offense, I actually think that helped the Bengals uh, in that three-game winning stretch uh, against the teams that you know really got them back into the playoff hunt. That would be, of course, Indianapolis uh, and Minnesota, two of those three. They have to find a way – to really beef up that interior defensive line. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if Chris Jones is the answer. He certainly is. A lot of people are talking about it.
0: I don't know if we can afford him, though.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I think you can always afford one player, but you're going to have to make adjustments elsewhere on the roster, and that's what the Bengals have to decide. Where can they uh, make cuts that they wouldn't ordinarily make Could they make them here? Mm -hmm. And the thing that is intriguing to me is, is this the offseason where they acknowledge that, yeah, we wish we could have brought Jesse Bates back. I don't think Jesse Bates was ever coming back here with as the agent. I I agree with you. Arguing Mm -hmm. that point to me is really, you know, kind of, spitting in the wind. It's just going to come back on you. It's not going to do any good. Uh, And I just don't think he was with his agent, his representation. I don't think Jesse Bates was ever coming back here. Uh, The Bengals were willing to go a certain amount on him. Maybe they should have gone a little bit higher, but in the end, I think he was going to get uh, that $64 million deal with the Falcons and the Bengals were not going to approach that.
0: Yeah, and that's what scares me with T because that's the same agent, and that's what I've. It is. I, saying, I, I don't. I think I, the I, dynamic
1: yeah. is a little bit different because I okay. think there's more of a willingness for T to want to come back here. I think there's more of a willingness for uh, on Joe Burrow's uh, behalf for the Bengals to fight right. a little bit harder for T to come back. There was no, you know, willingness. I think for the Bengals to fight to get Jesse Bates back on the team because they believe that Dax Hill and a free agent. And it turned out to be Nick Scott. Ah. (laughs) And then you plug in Jordan battle and they now going forward, they believe, I think one more year of Dax Hill and Jordan battle um, may be worth giving a shot. However, I say that now on, what is it? January 18th. Mm -hmm. Given what The free agent market could be. You don't know if a Harrison Smith is going to be out there from the Vikings. Bengals and Zach Taylor love Harrison Smith. Would they bring him in on a one year deal, you know, really strengthen the backbone of that defense and Mm -hmm. move Dax Hill uh, around? Yeah. You know, but in a swing year for Dax Hill, give him another year to get accustomed to what's going on in the secondary. I just didn't think Dax Hill's voice was strong enough. Or loud enough, for that matter, uh, in the secondary this year.
0: Yeah, I remember you you, you were talking about that on your uh, your podcast, the Jungle War po- podcast, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, you brought that up that his voice was loud enough. I'm like, shoot, just hang out with me. Trust me, I can I can teach you yeah. how to be loud, so I I, I, can, I can handle that. But to your point, this is one thing I thought is they might bring in a veteran uh, safety, uh, maybe not necessary to replace Dax, but another veteran presence in the room, or like you said, they can bring him in and they can move Dax around because. There, there's points where Dax might be a better uh, slack, uh corner than, than anything else. That, that well,
1: safety. The theory has been floated out there by, you know, yours truly among others on the beat mm-hmm. that Dax Hill could certainly be a replacement for Mike Hilton down the mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's going to happen next right. year. I don't right. think that would be very wise, you know, getting rid of one of the. No, no. Not leader, right. respected leaders uh, in the secondary. I don't think the Bengals are approaching that. uh at all, right? I right. think you know, Mike Hilton's going to be back on the 2024 Bengals, but down the road, could Dax Hill fill that ro- role and fill it very well? I think he could, and then maybe what you're talking about, um, is bringing in maybe a veteran safety back there on a two or three year deal, and then telling Dax Hill when Mike Hilton's gone. You're our guy. So be ready. And we're still and and look, Lou Anarumo is going to find a way to use Dax Hill uh, in numerous different ways, numerous different looks. And, you know, I think that is something the Bengals certainly are considering uh, in this offseason and should consider. It's one way they need to get better. Anybody who watched the Bengals for an extended period of time this year knows the secondary play and the safety play wasn't nearly Good enough. It has to drastically improve in 2024 if the Bengals are going to get back to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, which I was surprised by that, track. I, I really thought that was going to be a strength, even with the two young guys. I just thought we had the speed and everything, and, and it really never never uh, came to fruition. Now, getting back to uh, the offensive coordinator position, uh, this, this name always comes up, but he's actually got a job right now, uh, Joe Brady. Uh, he's, he's the OC for Buffalo. Everybody always brings that up because of the LSU ties if he keeps doing as good as he is in, in, in Buffalo, I'm pretty sure Buffalo is going to keep him, but right. what are some other names, I guess, outside, let's just say worst case scenario, pitcher and Callahan both leave. Who do you, who do you, if you got a,
1: I don't have a list in front of me. I wish I did, uh, but I would not hesitate in thinking that Zach Taylor would go to the college ranks to bring somebody in. If it's, you know somebody from alabama somebody who has you know demonstrated uh, a lot of expertise in what the bengals run and that's 11 offense obviously right right right, that's, right. I, I don't necessarily think it's who but what in terms of what the offensive coordinator is going to call what the off what zach wants to run here in cincinnati they definitely want to run an 11 personnel uh, unit probably 80 to 85 percent of the time at least Uh, And you're going to have to bring in an offensive coordinator who's comfortable doing that, who schemes uh, and is familiar with those type of schemes and how to free up. Uh, One other thing I would tell you. Iceman is the fact that uh, I think the Bengals are gonna have to work in their uh running backs a lot more next yes. year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And whoever the new offensive coordinator is going to be, if indeed we have a new OC in 2024, uh they're gonna have to make use, I think, of the screen game a little bit more, the draw play a little bit more. Uh and to me that's where the focus should be. It's not necessarily the who, but the what.
0: Right. And and a lot of people, you know, talked about uh, that Joe likes uh, go shotgun empty, which he does. But I, but tracks I really think that, and, and we're down there at training camp. At training camp, they, he was going under center. That that was a, a plan that they were going to do that this year. But with the calf injury and everything else, that they got more implemented with with Browning in. I do think in the future that is the plan to do that and, and get the screen game going. That that they were able to to show what they could do with Browning.
1: Well, I think you know one of your commenters, uh, Jim, said he would love to see a two-back set. You're not going to see that that much. I think a lot they of did, people- they
0: did do it a couple of times, which is surprising. A couple of
1: times, but yeah. you're not going to see it that much right. simply because of what Joe Burrow likes to run. And let's be very clear: this offense is Joe Burrow's offense. Yes, it starts and ends with Joe Burrow. And we're assuming he's going to be healthy and ready to go uh, in the second Sunday of September uh, in 2024. And if that is the case, I don't think you're going to see a lot of two-back running sets. You're just not going to do that. Um, But you are probably going to see Joe Burrow under center a little bit more. Mm. Uh, But the Bengals, and and we heard this a lot towards the end of the season, and certainly in the postseason wrap-up with uh, Zach Taylor, the Bengals need to see more explosive plays uh, downfield to give the threat to give the threat that if you come up too close you're not going to give up an 8 to 15 yard run you're going to give up a 20 to 30 yard run or right. more right. downfield. Yeah. With Chase Brown, you started to see that a lot more uh certainly in the final month of the season when Chase Brown really got healthy. He is an exciting uh potential has exciting potential yes. for the Bengals offense going forward. How they implement Chase Brown, that's what I'm fascinated to see. What do they do with the other running back? Do they keep Joe Mixon? Do they look to get younger and cheaper uh, with maybe perhaps drafting somebody? Do they make a trade? Uh, Do they go to the Dalvin Cook route? Uh, I mean, there's so many ways that the Bengals could go. Uh, By the way, Dalvin Cook will be active this Sunday sorry this weekend yeah. uh, as the ravens uh take on the houston texans to me that's going to be a fascinating game
0: oh uh, i I, right. I i can't wait i i i it's gonna be very there's a lot of very interesting games this weekend now you you brought it up on on your podcast with 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 the goat there with the, uh uh Oh, My goodness, why can't I think of his name? Uh the, the writer for the, the bank oh, butch, butch hobson. Yeah, butch, thank yeah. you. I hate when I do that. I got it, I had the name in my head, and it then happens. I started talking. Right. I'm like, anyway, Butch Hobson. Um, and you brought it up on your podcast, and it's it was a big topic of discussion last year, and it's right. gonna be a big topic of discussion this year. But Joe Mixon, um, yep. is he your number one next year? Is Chase Brown your number one? Is Mixon even on the team? Are they gonna draft somebody? I mean, it's I, I don't know, Trags. I mean, I, I think Chase Brown right now is the future, but I can see them. They got to add to the room either way, I think.
1: Oh, there's no question that they have to. You're talking about a running back room that could have turnover of three of the four spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. If you include Chris Evans and obviously Dravion Williams. Uh, Joe Mixon right now, if the Bengals have a better choice, I think they're going to go younger and cheaper. And Joe Mixon won't be on the roster. Uh, but he certainly gives you that for, that two to three yard, four yard uh, carry when you really, really need it. Usually yeah. uh, there were times this year where the Bengals obviously didn't get fourth and one. Everybody will bring up what happened uh, with the Pittsburgh game. That was, you know, at the end of the first half, that was a killer. Uh, there was a moment, uh, I believe twice inside the five yard line against the Arizona Cardinals Mixon couldn't get it done. But I put a lot of that on really the, uh, the run blocking, the schemes, Uh, The Bengals not getting out of a certain look and just giving it to Joe Mixon and say, here, have at it, when there was no holes to run through. To me, that's the way I look at that. Um, Again, it's not just the personnel with the running game for the Bengals. It's the scheming. It's the uh, personnel that you have on the field around the running back. Those are the things you have to take into consideration. The Bengals have to have some tough decisions to make uh, next year on how to modify the run game. I think right now they are not going to overspend on a running back, but if there's an option there that is a perfect fit, then they'll pursue that.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the the way the NFL, nobody spends on on running backs. I mean, you, I I was shocked they don't, they don't draft one. Now my question is, and, and I was shocked. They didn't draft. This was a tight end. They didn't get one. Uh, we've seen all the tight ends that we could have drafted. Half of them are playing in the playoffs. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, so do you think are they going to draft a, a tight end? I mean, I don't think the kid from Georgia is going to be there at 18. But if he is, if Blake Bowers is there, do you, do you, do you draft him?
1: Depends on what's there. And Dalton Kincaid obviously was somebody who Zach Taylor loved last yeah. year and he went to the buffalo bills and he was not available he's somebody i'm sure the bengals would have liked to have gotten their hands on but you know remember all of the talk about michael mayer going yeah. into the draft
0: i wanted as to draft him <laughs> well
1: as it turned out the bengals were not as keen on right. michael merritt mayor uh and i guess as it turned out for good reason right, he right. Was not the the prototypical uh three uh, legged tight end that Zach Taylor loves that means pass block, r- run block, mm-hmm. and catch the ball. And uh, Dalton Kincaid for the Bills definitely was that. Um, or Dalton Schultz now, I'm getting my Daltons confused. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, I'm, like, I'll rub it off
0: on you, Trax. I'll rub it off on you.
1: <laughs> Dalton Schultz, uh, is a potential free agent this year. Right. If he's available in free agency, I would not be surprised to see the Bengals make a legitimate run at him because that could upgrade the weapons that uh, Joe Burrow is going to have and when you're talking about losing potentially T Higgins and Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. you're going to have to add uh, a playmaker there and adding a playmaker at tight end to me would make too much sense not
0: and, to do it. and try, I think mean, try we if, at
1: least pursue it
0: right if we can get a tight end who could block and pass and then he could be in most of the time so I don't know when when Drew sample's in there. They he did catch passes this year, but 99% of the time it's a it's a run, you know. Right. It would help disguise things. That, that's where I would I would hope they'd do this. But
1: well, and that's it. one thing, uh, Iceman that Zach Taylor did bring up mm-hmm. that it's not that they don't like the tight ends that they have, it's the, the, the issue you run into when you're scheming against the Bengals is personnel is an easy give on what the Bengals are about to do. Right. And when yeah. Drew Sample in the game, right. When Drew Sample was in the game, um it was 9 times out of 10 maybe higher that they were going to run the ball. When Tanner Hudson was in the game, 9 He's, times out of he 10. Split he, out wide. <laughs> he was split out wide or he was okay. running a vertical, he was yep. going it was going to be a pass. Bengals want to uh, get away from that predictability and that's why you want and when people say, "Why are tight ends like that so valuable?" Well, because you want to throw in a tight end who who is equally uh, strong, pass blocking, run blocking, and catching the ball, and he becomes another weapon that you do- that isn't uh, you know a really easy tell about right. uh, what the offense is about to do.
0: Right. Exactly. It just that would be such a, a big weapon to, to actually. By the way,
1: I, I see Adam Phillips here. I think Tanner Hudson's a terrific tight end. I
0: I was going to go, yes, go ahead. And
1: if there's nothing available, the Bengals will not overspend. Mm. Certainly, if Dalton Schultz is available and it's a reasonable uh, price, Bengals will pursue him. I don't think there's any question about that. But I think they like what they have in Tanner Hudson. Um, It'll just be a matter of, do do the Bengals have the resources to keep him around?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, if your tight end room is Tanner Hudson, Drew Shampel, and Schultz or somebody else that they, that they got that can do both. That's uh, that's a great tight end room. And there's, and I, I was bagging Tanner Hudson's drum like in, in training camp. I saw him from the bridge and going, who the hell is 87? I'm like, wow. So I was surprised that he didn't make it from, from training camp. But yeah, th- 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 I think, my personal opinion, I think Tanner Hudson and Trisham are going to be our two tight ends in the room. If it's, it's one and two. I don't know. It depends on if they add somebody. But those two, I think, are, are definitely coming back for next year. I want to get to uh you guys are blowing the chat up. I appreciate it. I'm gonna get to Crips here comment here. Here's uh Mr. Petraglia. Is your is your dad here? Or is, is, is it is he you? I, th- I think you're Trags. anyway. <laughs> what's the biggest chance for next season? Not re signing T or not re-signing an established defensive lineman.
1: I would say right now, not re signing T is more likely than not re signing uh a defensive interior lineman, just because I think the Bengals uh know that they have to uh, address the interior of the defensive line. And there are going to be several quality free agents out there in the defensive line. And I think what you're going to find, and I've felt this way for the last couple of weeks is that the defensive line, interior defensive line, is going to be a lot like the offensive line was for the Bengals when the Orlando Brown junior signing came out of the blue uh, in the, I believe the second night of free agency, uh, T- having trouble remembering was, fact. It, I
0: remember it was a Bearcat basketball game and I was down here watching and somebody tweeted it out I'm like what and I ran over and went live because I was going for I remember to-
1: I'll tell you where I was, was, like I, was the, I was at UD arena for the first night of the first four and uh I got a text and all of a sudden I'm like well I guess my priorities for the night <laughs> like, like,
0: damn it I gotta go to work now god
1: so uh anyway I think it's more likely that the Bengals sign a stud defensive interior lineman. I think re-signing T is going to take some work. Um, I still have trouble thinking that the Bengals are going to get past T's representation, but maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, and maybe Bengal fans will be as well.
0: I, I hope so. That that's that's been the worry for me ever since I found out who David Mulligan is. I don't I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, all right, Tebow here has got a question, and I have not done any deep. So dive to the draft at all. So I don't know if you have or not. I'm not
1: either. So Perfect. just.
0: So I came in Stover is a, Kate Silver as a third or fourth round pick. I, I don't even know who that is, to be honest. I I, I got to talk to Dale. Dale. Dale's my draft guy. He's the one that educates me. he's oh, he's, a tight,
1: he's Yeah, I know who he is. He's, he's tight, tied in tight end for Ohio State. Oh, okay. um, If he's, a, uh, certainly is available. He was in a passing offense. He was a big, part of the Ohio State offense uh when uh, certainly uh their offense needed third down conversions and when you're talking about playing with Marvin Harrison Jr. uh certainly you're gonna get double teams on him and the tight end is gonna come open that sound familiar yeah. uh yeah. certainly <laughs> you know when you have uh t or Jamar Chase on the field and even if uh, Bengals are able not to not able to bring back T but bring in another stud. Uh, wide receiver you have two wide receivers that are going to be featured in the bengal offense regardless of its t or not uh the tight end has the ability to get open downfield and make big plays and certainly a cade stover he is uh somebody i think that would fit into the bengals offensive scheme
0: yeah and, and one thing i i just get tired of hearing this narrative and i've heard other people say this a lot that, that the, it doesn't really matter who the bengals tight end is they don't use them. I'm like. That's not true. I mean That's they threw to him not true. They threw to him more this year than they had before. I'm like Joe I said this before. I don't think Joe cares who he throws the ball to as long as you're open and he trusts you to catch the ball obviously. He's got to trust you to catch it. Uh, well if you're opening trust you, he's gonna throw you the ball and and you just know. look at what he did for cj uzama and, and hayden Hutchinson. just just, just the, how much money they got after him for for how much joe used him so this narrative that the Pengos office doesn't use tight end everyone needs, needs to forget that that's not true if you get an elite tight end trust me they're going to use it and it's going to be a, a, a extra weapon especially and that's for me if if, if they, let's, let's say let's say they let Tyler Boyd go, which I think that's probably going to happen. And let's say hopefully they resign T. If you get that tight end, that opens up the middle even more, and that's that's what Tyler Boyd was doing. And that's just another weapon that to me, Traggs, that can make our offense even more explosive than it, than it has, and hopefully more consistent.
1: Everything starts with getting Joe Burrow healthy, Iceman. And if Joe Burrow is healthy and throwing down the field, and he has his timing back. Um, and he doesn't have to you know, get up to speed like he clearly did in the first four weeks of this year, um, I think you're going to see huge strides from the offense next year. The Bengals need to see Joe Burrow in the preseason. I'm more convinced oh. of that than ever. And I know certainly the Bengals want to protect their number one investment. I do get that. But you cannot have Joe Burrow going into the season. Hurt again. <laughs> not, not only hurt, but out of rhythm. Yeah, And sure. I mm-hmm. think even if, Even if Joe Burrow is fully healthy, if he sits out the entire preseason to expect him to go into game number one at full speed and executing at a high, high level, I think that's unreal, uh, unrealistic. So the Bengals have to take a close, hard look at how they're preparing uh, leading into the regular season. And I think a lot of things are going to change this offseason in terms of the way Zach Taylor and his staff really lay out the preparation from OTAs to conditioning, to weightlifting, uh, to everything. Everything in the offseason is going to get reexamined. And I think there's going to be a lot of adjust- a significant number of adjustments made in the way the Bengals approach the offseason.
0: Yeah, I agree with that because because they've got to get off to a better start. these, these get off these slow starts. These 0-3, 2-1 two, starts. And that, that can't happen. And to your point, and it's not even just Joe Burrow. I think the office in general needs to play some in the preseason so they can get their time together. Because there's difference. There's difference from training camp practice to actual game. Now this preseason is an actual game, but it's close. It's close as close. You're going to get to an actual game. So that, that I agree. They they got change. I, I think they're going to because just the way the last couple of years have went, they, they, that that slow start has hurt them, and it really hurt us this year.
1: I want to get to some of these comments. Good. First of all, I um uh, and love Paul from the UK. I was he, going to get
0: that. I, was, I had my hand on the clicker there. My boy Paul there. I He's love awesome. love him. And <laughs> I've
1: met him in the press room. He's a terrific guy. Jonah Williams, I think there is a possibility the Bengals bring him back. I hope so. so. I, dude, that's a big I, one for at, me. Do I think it's likely? I'd say it's a little less than 50%, but I know they like him. They love the way he approached the uh the right tackle spot after being asked to move over there from his uh, ordinary or his typical uh, left tackle starting position and make room for Orlando Brown Jr. Look, he was upset with the way it got handled and upset with the communication process that was involved. But once he made the move, there was no complaining. He went about That's- his business. He had a great season at, at right tackle uh, for the Bengals. He graded out. I think PFF had him north of 75.5. Uh, rating uh, grade for the year he had a very good year for the Bengals maybe he thinking. arguably had the best year of any offensive lineman for the Bengals
0: right and that, that's what I thought too because some people are still like oh he's still mad I'm like I don't think he's mad I, I think he he took he
1: over it which yeah. is another reason to really like Jonah and his disposition uh, and w- one reason I think the Bengals would be explore bringing him back but again the price has to be right Resigning, I see Brad's comment, uh, should they try to resign Tyler Boyd if they can't sign T? I think those are apples and oranges. Uh, I they're different types of receivers, and I think if you don't resign T. Higgins, you got to go out and get someone who can replace T. Higgins role in the Bengals offense. I don't think they're related. Um, and certainly the Bengals are not going to go out and spend a lot on a slot receiver. When they have many other pressing needs, as we've detailed earlier. I agree with the some guy who says all the A team needs preseason snaps. We've gone over that. Uh, I think the Bengals have to hit the ground running, That's starting right. game one, no more 0-2 starts. And nope. Zach Taylor is keenly aware that he's one and nine in the first two games. Uh, of the season in his five years, that's got to stop. Now, th- this is the um, other
0: thing that people tell me about about Jonah Williams. Matt, Matt here says, "He says Jonah's gonna be too expensive,
1: probably." But and that's why I say it's less than fifty percent. Right. But would the Bengals be interested in making a bid or making an offer? They might be, because certainly it's somebody they're familiar with, and Jonah knows the personnel, and and vice versa. The Bengals know Jonah, so I I think there is some value to that.
0: Uh Michael, Michael Harrison, one of you, uh, Michael Madsen said, can we see Joe under center more? Would you kind of discuss that? I think that that is going to happen. What, what What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think so. The Bengals alluded to that. Uh, midway through the season, uh, Brian Callahan and, and Zach both uh, indicated that they'd probably try to get Joe under center a little bit more uh, to give more uh, impact to the run game, give more impact and exposure to the play action game, which I don't think the Bengals – do nearly enough uh, with Joe Burrow. I think that can be really effective. And so I think you're going to see a little bit more under the uh, run. game. The The idea of getting the quarterback under center is you get the running back going downhill right. fast and, and harder. And that's, I think, what the Bengals need from their running attack.
0: Now, two things I, I want to say about Jonah and T. And I, I kind of think, and I don't want to put it as a team. I hate the team friendly thing. It, it sounds like. They're taking, you know, a, a bath or whatever in the money. But but what, what Trey Henderson did last year, Pratt did, Logan Wilson, they got paid. They didn't get the big, big money they could have because they like they like it here. They like playing versus act. They like the locker room. That's why I think there's a chance that T could do that and Jonah. And because Joey, you said it, you were in the press conference when Joe said, and not too many words that there are places and structures in place in this contract to – help out or, or however he put it, you know, that, that he could uh, uh, do something to help bring these guys back. That's where I'm like, I'm not totally sold that these guys are definitely gone. We definitely can't afford them. They're going to want too much money. I, I, am I crazy in that thought? That No, I think
1: you're, you're spot on. And certainly uh, Joe Burrow made that uh, in, inference uh, with regard to T. Higgins. Right. And I think I don't necessarily know if he made that same um, accommodation if you will, for uh, Jonah Williams. Well, Jonah but, might
0: be more like Logan Wilson and Pratt where they just take
1: right. Place. But I think for his weapons, mm-hmm. I think Joe Burrow had that discussion directly with his agent and with um, certainly uh, Duke Tobin and the Blackburns that, hey, look, if I'm going to sign this deal, I want weapons around me. And I right. that's part of the deal. It's the right. only way I'm going to sign the deal <laughs> is if you keep <laughs> weapons around me. Right. And their the attitude was, okay, if that's the case, We'll make this work, but maybe we have to defer money out of years two, three, and four, push that down the road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's probably what he is referring to. He got a good amount of money, obviously, up front. He got $219 million, I believe it was, fully guaranteed of the $275 million extension. Um, so what is the wiggle room? Um, that is in the de- devil is in the details, as they say, and I think that's where you know the Bengals could find some uh have some found money to sign, re sign a guy like T Higgins.
0: Hey, that, that's good money if you can get it. That, that's Mike Pachaglia money right there, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I would,
0: <laughs> all right. So, uh, one thing that I, that uh, Joe did all, all that with his weapons, I'm hoping that, like I said, I, I think keeping General Williams is a big deal. The reason being, one of the biggest reasons is I think it's been the best offensive line Joe's played uh, in front of or behind. And, Tracks, if you had the same five guys back-to-back years, all that does is help them get better. So, I mean, everybody can see what they want about Jonah Williams because it's I don't know why people hate on him so much. But for me, that's an even bigger deal that we had the same five guys come back. If they if they can do that, that can just improve their line just, just that alone.
1: If that's feasible. And right. it's not gonna over. Bengals are not gonna be fiscally no. irresponsible to no, just no, no, no. Right. Joni Williams, who's a terrific, you know, tackle, but they're not gonna overspend in that regard. Right. Certainly the draft is a potential, you know. Can they get another Panay Sewell type of prospect coming down the pike? Um, obviously, and I have no problem with the Bengals taking Jamar Chase over Panay. I'm not even going to broach that anyway. <laughs> well, That That's
0: just sad. We talked about that forever.
1: <laughs> the Bengals have always done a great job of surrounding their quarterbacks with weapons. Yeah. I mean, you go through the last 20 years, the Bengals have always stayed true to that philosophy. And I think that will continue this off season. They're going to have to do a better job drafting offensive linemen, period. <laughs> Jonah Williams is you know they hit on him but it took a while for Jonah Williams to grow into the player that he is Bengals really if you're asking me ice they need to hit on an offensive lineman who can come in and play right away I think Cordell Volson is going to be a very very good uh, right or sorry left guard for the Bengals long term Uh, they're gonna if they go that direction they may have to rely on a rookie starting right tackle uh, to come in and fill the void. And that, you know, Chiefs have proven the Chiefs uh, a couple of years ago with a couple of rook or with a rookie center were able to go out and win a Super Bowl. Can the Bengals do that with a right tackle?
0: You never know. Now, one thing here, uh, Matt, now I I, I kind of got something uh, I wanted to put that. Yeah, that one. Uh, he says, but Mul- Mulligan ain't letting his client do a hometown discount. Now, one thing I'll, I'll say this. We actually asked Corey Dillon this on uh, Monday's show. And Corey said T has to remember that the agent works for him, not the other way around. So if well, T really it. wants to stay here, T can say, Hey, make this work. You know, I don't want to, you know, give up a ton of money, but make this work. So that so T can do that. It's not up to David Mulligan, it's up to Correct.
1: T. However, um, a lot of these agents only take you on if they say if the player agrees to Follow them hook, line, and sinker. In other words, the agent doesn't want the player fighting him uh, and, and oh, no. going back on an agreement. Uh, but in this particular case, Corey is absolutely right. Uh, mm-hmm. The player has the final say. And if the player doesn't want to sign a free agent deal with any team but the one he's working with mm-hmm. um, currently, then that's the way they'll go. The reason the agent says that and does that is to keep the, le- well, keep the leverage. Exactly. You don't want the hometown team knowing that the player wants to come back. Right. And that's why, you know, he tried certainly uh, with Jesse Bates, that same strategy, but the Browns were like, well, you can go because we're not going to pay him that kind of money. I think with T the, the Blackburn and Brown family would pay him the going rate for a superstar wide receiver and are more inclined Uh, And the dynamic is totally different with T. Higgins than it was Jesse Bates. That's one thing I will say.
0: Now, with all this offensive line talk, uh, I was hoping by yesterday, or at least today, we'd hear something about uh, Big Willie uh, getting into the Hall of Fame. And like I said, I was just texting Corey Dillon before the show started, and he hasn't heard anything, and he's on the uh, big chat line. So. Uh, have you heard anything? What do we no. Mind?
1: So the way that works, and, uh, you know, I had Jeff Hobson, as you mentioned, on yep. my podcast this week, and he said that re- that result will not come out. It's sealed until the Thursday before the Super Bowl. So, that's so they haven't
0: knocked on his door be. or anything yet? You know, they haven't done all, done all that? No, no, they won't
1: until the Thursday before the Super Bowl because, uh, if you're wondering, they have made it into a huge production for, mm-hmm. um, what do they call it, NFL yep. honors? Yep, yep. yep. On yep. the red carpet at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, so I was hoping something would break. <laughs> no, nothing's going to break until the Thursday before the Super Bowl.
0: Well, 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 that's maybe why like, like Corey Corey said uh, that that Willie told me it's, it's a job. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. He, Corey said he didn't he didn't either. So <laughs> maybe 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 they're doing a production. I don't know. I was hoping I was hoping. I'd By the way, started.
1: Corey Dillon belongs in the Hall of Fame.
0: Absolutely, that's the next one we gotta mm-hmm. get. We gotta get him in. And we gotta get Kenny Anderson for, in for sure. So, um. We got the Bearcats and, I, and you're covering the Bearcats now. I didn't, you're, you're broadening yeah. your horizon. You're covering the Bearcats. You're going to start covering the Reds. You can go on my show even more now, tracks. <laughs> He's like, oh, i great. Yeah, <laughs> No great. No, I'd love to.
1: <laughs> nice man. I'd, I'd love to. You, I know, appreciate you, got my, you got my number. You got my uh, DM. So oh, yeah. DMs anytime you want.
0: So with the Bearcats. Yes. I Dude, I'm, I had Terry Nelson on yesterday. And I'll be honest, I'm pleasantly surprised of how well they're competing in the Big 12. I I was not sold. I mean, I like Wes Miller. I think Wes Miller is a good coach. Up until this year, he hasn't really gotten the big win. Um, He's gotten them now. And these kids are fighting their asses off. Looks like they're playing Bearcat defense. They're rebounding the ball. They're missing layups, which drives me nuts. The free throws still come around. Again, also- on
1: Tuesday night, they missed 10 layups. Read my column on clnscincy.com, mm-hmm. my column on the Bearcat game on Tuesday night. I wanted to break down how much grit and determination and resilience was mm-hmm. the word Wes Miller used yep. um, that the Bearcats showed in beating a top-20 team. Yep. They were 11 of 21 at the pre-throw line. They missed 10 layups. They started 3 of 12 from beyond the arc. And they turned the ball over 15 times. And they still won. Not only they won, Iceman, they were down 26-16 in the first five minutes of that game. Uh And you figured this was going to be one of those nights that Bearcat fans were cautioned of when they went into their first year of Big 12 play. They're going to be nights where, home or away, you're going to get blown out. You're not going to be able to match wits and, and match the strength and the talent level of your Big 12 brethren. Well, they proved everybody wrong. And I, I'll tell you, Wes Miller has the backs of his players as well as any coach I've seen in recent memory. He will defend them to the end. And what he did for uh, John Newman III after the Texas game when mm-hmm. John Newman had a chance to hey, uh, the you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: put the Bearcats up three uh, and, uh Oklahoma, sorry, the uh, Texas player comes down the – um, court and hits the runner to. He traveled, the by the way. Just,
0: I'm just throwing that at me. He traveled
1: I asked. <laughs> I, I made the mistake, by the way, of asking Wes Miller after the game if he saw that play and whether or not there was a travel. He did not like the question. I can understand that. Like, what is he supposed? To, what's the head coach supposed to say? The referee <laughs> the call? Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, if he does, he's fine, probably. <laughs> Right, absolutely. Uh all right, got now we got a couple comments here for already been 51 minutes. I'll get you out of here quick. I'll get these last two comments here. Uh Ryan here says, uh, what are the Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball chances of making the tournament?
1: Right now, I'd say good if they finish 500. Mm-hmm. That would put them at nine and nine. That would put them at a I believe twenty-two wins. That'll get him in. How if many teams
0: do you think are getting there from the big 12?
1: Nine. Yes. I'm going to say eight. Eight. I think eight will get in if it's a typical season in the Big Twelve where everybody's knocking everybody off. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't won on the road yet, and they play the Bearcats that you see on Saturday at one. I'll be there for that game. That's an intriguing game for the ben- uh, for the Bearcats. Well, so if, the Bearcats can, if the Bearcats can win that game at home, uh-huh. and Oklahoma has not won on the road in the Big Twelve yet. Um then they'll be 3 and 2 in the Big 12. They'll have three wins over top 20 teams, two of which or one of which of course was at BYU, the other two would be at UC. That would be quite the feather in the cap to start the season and the the Bearcats would have some distinct momentum going forward and I think, you know, if they beat Oklahoma on Saturday, back-to-back wins Overranked Big 12 teams. I think Bearcats will probably be 25th in the nation next Monday.
0: Hell yeah. I, I think it's tracks. They're playing, I like think it's five or six, or six, six ranked teams in a row. That's, I don't remember them ever doing that. I mean, and not, and it's not the NCAA tournament. You know, this is, this is Big 12. This is got to be the best basketball conference ever. I mean, I remember when we got into the Big East, I'm like, oh my goodness, this, you know, this to be a big time step up. This is 10 times. Harder than what we went through to bees. And Wes Miller said it uh, on the broadcast after the game. He goes, He goes, This is what we live for. He goes, And I love it. And I'm like, Dude, that's you got to want to compete for every ounce of everything.
1: Bearcats play like their coach loves it. That's the thing. And that's what's going to give the Bearcats a fighting chance in a lot of these games where, you know, the Bearcats don't shoot well. Like I mentioned, they turn the ball over, which is a problem. Uh, but they still rebound. They got out rebounded the other night, but they got a lot of key offensive rebounds when it mattered. So sometimes the rebounding stat is a little skewed to me and yeah. not a telltale sign. By the way, Crip keeper. I'm not a Maryland. No, yeah, I, I, to,
0: I was going to put that one up.
1: <laughs> I went to Villanova. So if you're wondering where my allegiances lie.
0: That's it. There you go. And the one thing we're, we're quick about the offensive rebound. I promise to let you answer this. <laughs> that. that, that First of all, Jameer Nelson was out of bounds when he rebounded that one ball in, in the game. Yeah, he what? No,
1: I, I had a perfect view. I said uh, to the guy next to me, uh, by the way, he was out of bounds and didn't reestablish himself in. That was a clear <laughs> right. missed call. Yeah, And I don't know what the <laughs> call was on Aziz. I oh, mean, God, that was at the end of the track. He I, jumped
0: straight up. I mean, he said, I, I, call.
1: I, uh, well, first of all, if you're <laughs> mugging the guy and hammering him, Okay, right. yeah. I get it. That I get. That's mm-hmm. not what happened there. Oh, no. the touch foul. I thought Wes was going to lose his mind. He did lose his mind. I thought he was something's going to happen bad to right. Wes. He, I, the reaction was, um, very disturbing to say the least, at least the visual of him.
0: <laughs> well, well, I was getting back to the thing with Jameer Nelson. That was in the middle of, I think, four consecutive, uh, time where we got out rebounded. I'm great. I'm down here screaming, like grab the ball. Oh my and then Jameer Nelson gets sad. i like, you like, dude, we're not going to win this game. You gotta be kidding me. So I just so many things that went against them to win this. It was yeah, it was I awesome. agree. And that's uh,
1: one of the things I wrote about uh, in my column is they won that game despite everything. And that's yeah. a very good sign for a Cincinnati team going forward.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Tracks. You're awesome. We're 55 minutes into it. I don't want to keep you any longer, but, uh, Go check him out. If you want bearcat coverage, you're going to be going. I'm jealous. You're going to be going to go to Arizona and do some tr- uh, training camp stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to hit you up there so I can see some, some sun, some sunshine and some palm trees while I'm freezing my ass off here in, in Ohio. You know right <laughs> As a golf swing. That
1: is exactly what that War!
0: is. <laughs> uh So what, what's your handicap? You, you got a handicap?
1: Uh, let's say it's north of 18.
0: Uh, hey, speaking of g- golf outings, we do the uh, Jack by Joey uh, golf tournament. It'll be the second year uh, this year. If you're interested in playing, I'll, I'll let. 9.
1: What uh, what what time of year is it, by the way?
0: Uh, it's in May. I think it's May. it's either May 16th or May 19th? I can't remember, but uh, I'll, I can hit you up and let you let you know if you want to play in it.
1: All right, that sounds good.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right, tracks. Hey, plug some stuff for before, before I let you go, man.
1: All right, here we go. Ready. <laughs> On X
0: at Trags, T
1: R A G S, online, C L N S CINCY, that's C L N S C I N C Y dot com. And of course, on my YouTube page, YouTube.com slash at Jungle Roar Pod.
0: There you go. You go. Well, Trags, appreciate it. Make sure you guys go check it out. And like I said, go check out his, his his YouTube channel. That's it's it's really. A,
1: I listen to it on the podcast. Oh, one personally. more thing. One yes, more thing. Well, yeah, my CLNS Cincy, because the Jungle War Pod is exclusively Bengals content. Right, right. The rest of the YouTube content for Cincinnati, if you're wondering, is our new CLNS Cincy YouTube page. That's Cincinnati Sports Studio. Ooh, it's Google almost like Cincinnati Sports Studio. We're working on, I'm, I'm trying to get CLNS to shorten that, but <laughs> right. Studio. if you do that, um, you'll find all of the other YouTube video from UC Xavier, um, the Reds, you name it, it'll all be up there.
0: It's almost like Cincinnati Sports with Strawberry Ice. It's too long of a name.
1: Yeah, yeah a little bit. A little Hold bit. on a minute. I just I- want to make sure I got you here. I think I do. All right. Uh, you're very it. patient.
0: I am very patient. <laughs> hey, you should tell my wife that sometimes.
1: <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh,
0: Dar says his handicap is a swing. Dude, mine is too. Uh, that, that's, that's, my, that's my handicap is my swing.
1: Um. By the way, it is uh, youtube.com slash at cincinnati sports studio there so you, go. you have the
0: at sign gotcha yeah. gotcha correct all, all right. right well you have a wonderful time at track seriously thank you as always for coming on i do appreciate you 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 and skinny are my two most reliable guys so i appreciate it man
1: all right and uh if you're gonna throw me in there with skinny i guess that's a good.
0: <laughs> well i can throw you in there with tony pike but he never comes on my show he just likes trolling me
1: <laughs> all right ice man be good
0: take it easy see you Trax. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Trax is an awesome, dude. Go follow him on everything he just said. Uh, uh, make sure you wrote it down because, well, I didn't. But I, have, I follow him on everything anyway. Uh, so, uh, anyway, reminder, this Saturday, we're going to be at one of the best, and I mean, the, actually, I'll, I'll probably I'll just say it, the best barbecue joint in the city of Cincinnati. That's right. Midwest Best Barbecue. They are a new sponsor to the show. We are going to be doing a live show there this Saturday at 2 o'clock. There you go. At 2 o'clock. Uh, join us there. Uh, we'll be giving away four Cyclones tickets versus Walleye, a Marvel hat, and a Marvel hoodie. The reason it's a Marvel hat and a Marvel hoodie is because it's Marvel night at the Cyclones game. Now, we'll be giving it away live on the show. Uh, so, the way to get it is go to ZTV online register there make sure you subscribed to my channel so when I give it away on the show you see who who wins now you don't have to physically be at Midwest Best to win the ticket stuff but if you would come hang out eat some good chicken wings and hang out with me and Bengals Captain and Tim and Nicole who are some great people love them to death uh, come hang out with us this Saturday two o'clock or you know if you're hungry you're driving around go at the and you can sign up there. They got the QR code and everything all right there for you. So, thanks to everybody who's been watching. You can check me out. I've been on ZTV Online, YouTube. We're at 2,493. Facebook, 3,361. X, 3,689. I'm also on Rumble. You can follow me on all those, plus Instagram, threads, and TikTok. I'll be pulling this out later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play. Pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Please, please make sure you rate, like a review. Leave a comment and a 5 star review so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, do me a favor. If you haven't done it yet, hit the thumbs up, hit the likes, hit the subscribe, share it out. Help me out with the algorithm here because in March, I can actually try to go be monetized again. So if you guys can get more people to it and YouTube goes, wow, he's actually got a pretty good following. Maybe we'll help the guy out and we'll monetize it again and we'll actually... Put a show out more. I would greatly appreciate it. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful evening. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I what is tomorrow? Friday, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, so it'd be an early show tomorrow. I want to do get that out there for everybody. Tomorrow will be an early show because I have the great Dan Horde, who's the Bearcat broadcaster and the Cincinnati Bengals broadcaster. He'll be on. We'll be doing the show at four o'clock, so that's when Dan can join me. So make sure you guys. Put that on your calendar. That tomorrow's show will be at live at four o'clock with Dan Horde. All right. Other than that, ready? Throw it up. That's just sports baby. See ya!